Medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for professional care. If your pet has or you suspect they might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of All Paws Pet Talk, this radio show, or their sponsors. to Smart Animal Talk on All Buzz Pet Talk Radio with me, Deborah Wolf, as usual, calling in from Camp Good Dog, woof, woof. And if you want to see the happy campers of Camp Good Dog, you know how to do that. I've told you how to do that through Facebook, Camp Good Dog. But you could also go to DebraWolfOnline.com. That's my name, DebraWolfOnline.com. You go there and you can find all my stuff including the new offers I'm about to start offering, one of which you heard about on this show first, courses, ebooks, and the best deals ever on the products I've tested. So that's just what I'm going to tease you with today before we get going on the show. Our first guest today is Adam Dixon, and he's calling in from Atlanta. And uh, he has something he wants to tell you about connected to Calm My Pet. Dot com. Have you got a nervous pet, a pet with stress? Maybe you should keep listening. CalmMyPet.com. Adam Dixon, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So, what have you got for us today? Pardon? What have, what have you got for us today? Oh, yeah, so what we have is a completely natural, holistic, calming product made by Dr. Pamela Fisher. She's a holistic vet out of North Canton, Ohio. Nice. And is it a liquid? Is it a powder? Yeah, so what we have is we have calming sprays. They're completely natural. You can spray them on top. Clearly, they go into effect almost instantly. And we also have calming music. So Dr. Fisher actually got her start with a nonprofit called the Rescue Animal MP3 Project, where she donated calming music to shelters across the North America. Currently, um, she has her music in over 1,100 shelters in all 50 states and Canada. And after great success from this, she decided to create Call My Pet with the sprays as well as the music. And we have them separately as well as them packaged together. So you were saying Dr. Fisher created this? Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Is Dr. Fisher a veterinarian? Yes, she's a holistic vet out of North Canton, Ohio. Oh, I see. Okay, I just lost uh, lost reception there for a little while, but I wanted to make sure about that. And oh, I apologize. Of... Yeah, you didn't get what I said there. No, that's okay. What um, what type of a product is it? Is it a, a powder, a liquid? What, what kind of a thing are you selling? So it's a liquid spray, and we also offer uh, calming music as well. Uh, oh, nice. What I was saying when we cut out a little bit was she actually got her start with a nonprofit called the Rescue Animal MP3 Project that she created. Um, that's where she donated calming music to rescue shelters across the United States and Canada. Uh-huh. Um, currently, she has this music in over 1,100 shelters in the United States and Canada, and um, on average, they reported back about 60% less barking with this music. So after great success with that, which she continues to uh, do as well, she decided to come out with this line of Call My Pet products. Have you listened to the music? Oh, yes, I have. 
So the and music. What's it sound it, like? Um, it's a mixture. What I would what I would describe it as is a mixture between spa music and classical. It's actually made by a sound mm. therapist, Arden Wilkin. She performs all of the music. And on what? Like, the, does she use instruments, or what is this? Yeah, it's purely instrumental. There's no, uh, there's no singing or anything. Oh, interesting. Have you tried it on your pets? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. It works great. Um, we have the music, and then people, for the best results, people like to use the sprays as well. But the music on its own or the sprays on their own work well as well. Have you gotten any feedback from people whose dogs are uh, really reactive to being left alone or thunderstorms? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. So our one, our most popular product, Calm My Stress, works great for thunderstorms. That's really what we re- recommend it to use during, and the music as well. So um, if the if your dog or cat is very sensitive to thunderstorms, we recommend putting on the music to sort of um, block out the sound of the thunderstorm. Obviously, you can't completely block it out, and it's a soft music. We turn on the music a little bit and also use the sprays, um, and we've seen wonderful results from that. Okay, so when you spray, are you spraying, like, on the pet's body, or are you spraying on their bedding, or is this something you sort of spray in the air? So, yeah, How- you, you should get it directly on them. What I usually recommend, um, because some dogs, and especially cats, can be sensitive to the spraying process, is I usually just spray it on my hand and then pet it into their fur. Oh, um, the tricky, sneaky. You only get to do that once, you know. Any bright animal, smart cat or dog, knows the second time he smells that, that you got it on you. So then it's a decision. Does he want the product or not? So if they come over for pets anyway, they like it. It's just the spray part they didn't like. So that's good to know. Well, I mean, the great thing about our products is they're completely unscented. So Mm -hmm. they're easily accepted by dogs, and I know cats can even be very sensitive. Even the slightest amount of alcohol or glycerin in the product, and they're completely unscented. So they're easily accepted by all dogs and cats. You can even put it in their water. Okay, this is very different, because usually the products out there on the market now, the products I'm aware of and have tested that deal with uh, stress in animals have very much to do with smell. They're all about the smell. It's almost like an aromatherapy approach. Um, You know, peppermint smells and uh, lavender smells for certain things. And so this is like very different science. I'd like to check it out. And anyone out there with me who wants to check it out, go to callmypet.com. Callmypet.com. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Deb. Appreciate it. Oh, it's been great. Okay, everyone. Well, I've got a couple of guests coming up. I've got Dusty Rainbolt. You know her. I've brought her before. She's an old friend. I often bring her along. She's a cat author, author of Cat Wrangling Made Easy and Ghost Cats and other books, too. And, uh, and with us is someone I had on last week that I truly, thoroughly enjoyed. Marcy's come back. And it's uh, Dr. Marcy Kosky. I thought they should meet. So we're going to be talking cats, and I'm going to be asking them, what is this connection, this weird connection I keep seeing on TV, YouTube, between cheetah kittens and puppy dogs? Okay, stay tuned. Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. We'll find out.
NuVet Plus, your pet's best friend. NuVet Plus is an immune system builder that is safe for all stages of your dog's life. Helps eliminate most issues, including allergies, scratching and itching, hot spots, arthritis and joint issues, chronic ear infections, tear staining, lack of energy, digestive issues, and so much more. All natural, manufactured in an FDA-registered human pharmaceutical lab here in the USA, using ingredients sourced in the USA. Nothing artificial, no sugars, wheat, corn, or dyes. Never heat treated to help retain all the natural rich ingredients. Comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and is only pennies a day. Call us Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. 1-800-474-7044. That's 1-800-474-7044. And tell them you are referred by All Paws Pet Talk Radio. Or go online to www.nuvet.com. That's www.nuvet.com. Use order code 33955. Again, www.nuvet.com, order code 3395. Put your pet on the path to good health. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. You can now bring your pets with you everywhere you go. That's right. Handmade, personalized jewelry featuring a photograph, yes, a photograph of your loving pet. Dew's Jewelry offers bracelets, necklaces, keychains, and more. This beautiful jewelry not only makes a wonderful gift, but it's also a special way to memorialize a pet that has passed away. You have to see this. This is what I want you to do. Go to www.dewsjewelry.com. I'm going to spell it out for you again www.dewsjewelry.com. Once again, that is D-O-O-S jewelry.com. D-O-O-S jewelry.com. Hop online and order your personalized jewelry today. As a dog owner, you know that dogs can eat just about anything. But when food becomes a health troublemaker, or your animal has been on antibiotics or heavy meds, or GI issues set in, your animal's gut may be out of balance and needs Goo Gut Rescue. Goo Gut Rescue is 100% natural and veterinarian prebiotic and probiotic formulated to rescue your animal's gut from bad bug dominance. Remember, your dog's total health begins with gut health. Don't delay. Visit GooGutRescue.com. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. No more fleas and no more ticks with the No More Tick Spray. All natural, non-toxic, and even safe enough for you to use on yourself. It smells great. You have to try it. It really works. This is what I want you to do. Go to www.nomoreticks.com. Once again, nomoreticks.com. Your pet will love you for it. Go to nomorticks.com. Hello, you're listening to Smart Animal Talk on Buzz Pet Talk Radio. But now I feel like that howling is a little bit off-putting for our feline guests. I like to say goodbye to them. Ciao, meow. 
but I haven't found out a good way to, to kind of holler at them hello because you really don't say hello to a cat that way. You don't come bursting in the door and give it a big, juicy, loud greeting like you get from the dog, sloppy, sloppy, happy greeting. No, no, no. When you come home, you sort of look at a cat, you close your eyes, you open them again, he does it back. Before long, he's wrapped around your legs. You might even call his name or make a motion with your fingers. Very subtle, very subtle. But you're not going to come in bursting in the door, howling. Well, today we're going to talk about cats. Oh, yes, we are. A little bit of dog comparisons. There's a bad, horrible, horrible incident, violent incident we might get to where a dog attacked another dog. But what if it had been a cat? So I kind of want to start with that. We've got Marcy Kosky, Dr. Marcy Kosky, FelineBehaviorSolutions.com coming to us. And I want to ask Marcy, you know, hey, Marcy, welcome to the show, first of all. It's like a, a purr or <laughs> rawr or something like that. How do you make that into the greeting, though? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'll that. let you work on it. You're the, you're the radio professional. Well, yeah, but you're the cat expert. We could do something <laughs> together. You know, we're getting wow. cats and cats. This should work out great. Yeah. Um, yeah, not to myth. Cats don't have antisocial behaviors. They like each other if introduced okay. properly. Okay, but before we get to that, um, I want to ask you, there was a 200-pound bull mastiff in the news locally. He's been warned before. He'd already had, a, you know, an X to his name, had to wear a muzzle in public. Was that a McDonald's? His owner's went inside to use the restroom, so it's said, alleged, and someone else at the table took the muzzle off to give the dog a drink of water, at which time it lunged at a tiny little wee dog named Buttons, who was sitting at the next table and happens to be a hospital therapy dog, a dog who's worked reading program with children, all this sort of stuff. So, well, the bull mastiff killed the little wee dog. And uh, there was a huge uproar about increasing the rules and the fines and destroying dogs earlier and not requiring the owner's consent to do so and how many, you know, mistakes does it take. When all this was going on, I was thinking about the very few times when I was a dog walker years ago when I was asked to walk a cat for someone and they'd leave a collar and a leash and I would be out there walking the cat and it always made me really nervous. Like, what if? What do, what do you tell people about that? What if a big dog comes along, a dog, not so big dog, a dog that's hunting your cat? What do you do? Right. Well, okay. So the first thing I would do is um, try to avoid the situation completely. Um, you know, hopefully the dog will be on a leash or controlled or, or something. Um, you know, it, it's it's really dangerous to pick up a, a stressed cat. Like if your cat sees this dog coming at her. Um, and she's on a leash. Um, but you yeah. know, if, if there was a dog coming at me and I was outside my, you know, house with a cat on a leash, I would be very tempted to pick her up and just take her immediately inside. Um, now there is, you know, obviously that's not the safest thing in the world because if the cat freaks out, then you're kind of, you know, putting yourself at risk. Um, well, but, and there's been a few situations, like one time for the Olympics, I was downtown, a couple of kids with me, my kids, and a couple of extras, I think, and huge crowds of people, and everybody's celebrating, um, always, always fantastic, you know, all the good vibe and everything. But in the middle of all of this, there are a few people with dogs. Okay, they're well-behaved dogs, dogs who tolerate crowds, garbage, 
glass possibly on the ground. Smart dogs, right. maybe you would, could say. Let's just give the people the benefit of the doubt. Dogs who don't mind having their toes stepped on. All right. But there were also, there was one guy with a cat on a leash, on a collar, on his head. Okay, uh, now, <laughs> what, you know, and I tried to interview him. He didn't want to talk. He was, he was not the most social human. Cat was very social. I was stroking the cat. But I thought, what if a dog came at this guy right now? That would be a disaster, you know, and I think it takes a really special kind of cat to mm-hmm. actually do what that cat was doing, um, you know, and, and cats are generally not like that. So, yeah, you're going to need, if you if you want to take a cat out No hat, like right? That, like, just, no hat. And I was, uh, I was standing there long enough to stroke the cat's fingers to check. He had claws, yeah. you know. Like, I wanted to know, and the guy wasn't talking, so I was doing my investigating. Nice cat. Yeah. But you know what? Just because you have an animal that we call bomb-proof, a dog or a cat, that puts up with all this, do you think it's the right place, Mars? No, absolutely not. You, you just, I mean, these are animals with instincts that are built in, and a lot of times those instincts will override any kind of behavior that they've learned through training. Mm-hmm. And anything can trigger, you, you have no control over what might trigger an animal's instincts in a situation like that when there's a lot of people and hazards and, you know. The oh, and banners and flip-flappy flags and marching yeah. bands. And, and then there's the general rat population that lives in any city anyway, plus the squirrels going over the telephone pole wires overhead. I mean, come on. Really? Yeah. You really think you can, you can predict your cat's behavior and all of this? Okay, the leash and the harness, but then what about all the other animals, right? You know, that's the part that freaks me out. What if? Cats are not very domestic. I mean, they've only been living with humans for about 9,000 years, which is a really short time compared with dogs. So they still have a, a lot of wildness in their genes. And, so, and, and that wildness is a lot of what you know cat people love about them but it will Mm -hmm. also say hey i'm going to chase that squirrel or hey i'm going to run from that dog or whatever you know it's it's uh there's a lot of instinctual behaviors that you can't really control with cats you know it almost reminds me of defensive driving right it's you don't drive like everybody's going to do the right thing you know, when you're, when you're at the restaurant and the dog sits down next to you that's got the huge muzzle on it and you see the owner get up to go to the washing, maybe that's time to move. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, if you've got some little tiny victim there, potentially, maybe this isn't the place. You know, and yeah, you have a right to stay there. And I'm not, I'm not implicating these people in this. In this case, they're totally in the right and I support them completely. And there should be something done. For this, for this family so this doesn't happen again. Because clearly the people are not controlling the dog. They're not abiding by the rules. It's yeah. happened before. Time's up. But, right, um, right. but I'm saying, you know, when you're there with your cat or your little dog or your ferret, you know, I've had, oh, I was at the Great Canadian Pet Fair on stage. Thousands of people in and out the door every day with their dogs. And some guy decides he'll bring his ferrets. Like, are yeah. you insane? Because... You know, the rest of us working this fair really would appreciate you staying home, little guy. Like, really, we were all, it puts security on alert, and it, he had this, like, zone. We didn't want dead ferrets and children and mayhem, and there were an awful lot of dogs. There were even police dogs eyeing up those ferrets. Anyway, we'll be back soon on Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. 
If you've got a ferret and you want to call the show, you can do that. But you should be going to the ferret show, not the dog show. And that's what I will tell you. Anyway, <laughs> we're also going to have Dusty Rainbow join us. Because, you know, two cat ladies isn't enough. We need a third. We're going to have a colony, little meet and greet. I'm going to introduce these two, Marcy to Dusty. And we're going to talk about that crazy footage of the cheetah with the puppy. Stay tuned. I'm your doggy, I'm your doggy. and I love you. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. Super Essentials, your pet's best friend. Super Essentials is an immune system builder for all the animals. 100% human-made ingredients and made in the USA. Promotes longevity, increases energy, builds healthy joints and strong bones. It builds a solid foundation for excellent health for dogs and cats. This is what I want you to do. Go to www.MotherEarthPet.com to learn so much more about this product. My producer uses it for his pets and for himself as well. That is MotherEarthPet.com. A happy pet is a healthy pet. The site again, www.MotherEarthPet.com. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. New health equals new life by giving your pets a 100% natural jerky treat using 100% human-grade ingredients, family-owned, made, and sourced in the USA. No chemicals, no additives, high in protein, and grain-free limited ingredients jerky treats. This is what I want you to do. Go to www.newhealthpet.com. Turkey, chicken, wow, chicken, an apple, and sweet potato jerky treats for your dog. Created to be high in vitamins and minerals, but low in fat. Incredible. Just go to newhealthpet.com. Once again, newhealthpet.com. Your pet will love you for it. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. Preen Pets, 100% natural dog treats made and sourced in the USA. Positively no chemicals and no additives. Treats, sticks, and bones made with chicken, fish, pork, turkey, beef, and vegetables. Wow, and vegetables. This is what I want you to do. Go to www.preenpets.com. That is P-R- E-E-N-P-E-T-S dot com. Give your furry children the best nutrition for a long and healthy life. Go to preenpets.com. Your pets will love you for it. When it comes to health expenses, dog owners have it rough. Now, thanks to veterinarian and dermatologist Dr. Kristen Holm, your dog can be goo healthy. There's Doggy Goo to find environmental pet allergies, Goo Gut Rescue for rescuing your dog's gut health, and Goo Silver, a broad-spectrum supplement for the special needs of your senior varsity dog. So visit HealthyGoo.com today or call 855-246-2426 and your dog can be Healthy Goo, healthy.
Hey, pet lovers. This is something I want to share with you. Canine massage. Yeah, learn how to massage your dog with Dr. Sue Furman. Check out Dr. Furman's online classes for the benefits of massaging your dog. Help make your dog healthy. This is where I want you to go. HolisticTouchTherapy.com A healthy dog is a happy dog. I'll repeat her website. You go to HolisticTouchTherapy.com Learn how to bond with your best friend and pet with purpose. to Deborah Wolf, Smart Animal Talk, Old Paws Pet Talk Radio, and you can find more of me at DebraWolfOnline.com, including the special offers I'm going to bring to you soon, only for stuff I've tried that works, courses I want to take from people I believe in and trust who gave me new insights into animals, like the two ladies we're talking to today. So we've got Dr. Marcy, Dr. Marcy Kosky, and we've got Dusty Rainbolt. Now, we've already been talking to Dr. Marcy, so Dusty, Dusty Rainbolt, author of Cat Wrangling Made Easy, and um, other books, too, Ghost Cats, for this time of year. Welcome to the show, Dusty. Well, thank you for having me back. You know, I always enjoy speaking with you and your uh, listeners. It's great to have you. And you know what? For once, we don't have to talk about Litter Box, because... Uh, yeah, we did it last week. Woohoo! Well done, Dr. Marcy. Thank you. You are welcome. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know what? It's like on the top, top three over and over and over and over. Yeah. This one is a little off the beaten path. I saw in the newscast this adorable footage, you know, the B-roll they always play at the end, of a cheetah kitten playing with a Labrador puppy. And it struck me that I'd seen this before. So I went on the Internet to look, and sure enough, I see footage of this in all types of ages, different kinds of dogs, different sizes of cheetah, different places in the world. Okay, Dr. Marcy, what is going on with this? Well, um, interesting topic. I, you know, in a previous life, um, <laughs> many years back, I was actually an overnight tour guide for um, the Wild Animal Park in San Diego, when it was actually the San Diego Wild Animal Park. Um, and I also did a little bit of elephant keeping in there as well. But um, part of the program and the overnight camping program involved enrichment. And we would often get um, zookeepers coming over with uh, their cheetah and also their dog, their companion dog. And this had been going on at the San Diego Zoo and Wild Animal Park for about 30 years. Um, they noticed that the dogs have a very calming influence on cheetahs. Um, so what they'll do is match up a shelter dog who's about six months old or so um, with a cheetah who's about, you know, three months old. And they'll do a very slow introduction, associate each other with good things, and then uh, let that bond form and the cheetah and the puppy are friends for life. So that's kind what? of what's happening in a nutshell. Seriously? So the, when you said, and the companion dog, you mean the companion to the cheetah? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, 
Um, wh- why doesn't the cheetah then go in a cage with a bunch of other cheetahs who would eat the dog? Like, how does this not backfire when they get to adulthood <laughs> or mating? No, I'm serious. Oh well, okay. So, um, the cheetah and the dog are fed separately because a lot of times the dog, you know, they want to use a, a, a large breed so that you know the cheetah can't really. Um, boss Break around it. the dog yeah, too much. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to be able so, to take a bit of a pounding. That's not right. a light play session. Yeah, right. They'll they'll be fed separately, but a lot of times, and I can't really speak for what they do now, um, because it's been a long time since I've been involved with the wild animal park stuff. But, um, you know, the companion dog and the cheetah will spend a lot of time together, and cheetahs are not going to really be able to take down a large dog very easily. Um, they're built for um, prey that they can get there. They don't have very wide jaws. And I think that a dog would be a fairly formidable companion or a, a opponent to a cheetah, sorry. Um, you know, they can take down large animals like antelopes, which is what they do in the wild, but they don't really do that naturally with dogs. So um, they're generally a good fit, especially so, if they yeah, grow up together. Yeah, it's another carnivore. They, they don't perceive it as prey if it's big enough. I get right. that now. But right. still, that it would have so much control, the cheetah, to know uh, how much force its weaker companion can handle and claws and such is pretty amazing to me. Because, and I want to yeah. ask Dusty this, I mean, we find a lot of our cats don't get that right. Right. You know? Right, right well, Dusty? I, don't we find our cats can be a little too rough? Don't you have a lot of people calling you with that? Um, not so much. Uh, they usually call me about inappropriate elimination. But, uh, <laughs> Back in the litter box. <laughs> See, you had to take us there, huh, Dusty? Yeah, we did. We had, to, we had to go there. But, uh, you know, there, there's always a possibility that the kitty is going to be too rough. But the dogs learn pretty quickly uh, uh, what to do and what not to do. And uh, it sounds like that, uh, I watched the video, it was adorable. It's so high on the cute scale. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're rugged and they're, they're uh, heavily built. And uh, I think as long as you're, you're introducing them when they're both young, I think it's fabulous. Uh, it makes a lot more sense than the silly things they do in China with the, um, uh, the tigers and the... Um, uh, oh, the little piglets in the, the tiger costumes. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> but I the, didn't know they did that. That um, is odd. Is that not just for the spectators, maybe? I'm sure it is, and I'm sure the, the piglets don't <laughs> fare very well. Oh, but, my gosh. It could end up being the very X-rated end of the show there with the piglets and the dinner time. That's terrible. Um, I remember, I think... Coco the gorilla. Did she have a companion cat? Am I getting that right? She had a, a kitten, as a matter of fact. And um, gosh, I can't remember the kitten's name. It was. But, uh, I can ball. visualize it. Was ball. Tabby. All ball. Sorry. All ball, wasn't it? It was ball. Ball, yeah. And it, it was amazing because she was so close to the kitten, and then the kitten was hit by a car. And they explained um, to her, they had to explain to her what happened. And, uh, uh, you know, she's the only animal that we know of that was actually able to convey her, her grief and her mourning. And, uh, oh. 
Yeah. And I, I know she's uh, had several kitties, so good for her. Oh, she, nice. She's an allurophile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'd welcome her at a cat show, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I guess we'd need <laughs> a translator, though. <laughs> That'd be okay. I think we can work it out. She, I bet you the cats would just go to her. I bet she has that way with them. I wonder. Well, we'll be back in a minute. We have to go to break. We're talking with Dusty Rainbolt, and we're talking with Dr. Marcy Kosky, and you're talking with me, Deborah Wolf. I'm coming to you from Camp Good Dog, an unlikely place to be having this cat conversation. But I do rescue, foster, and adopt cats. And at present, I believe my number, I could be wrong. My kids will get mad at me if they hear this show. But I believe we're at six resident cats plus one that thinks it lives here. Not my cat one, affectionately named. Actually, his real name is Pedro. He doesn't look like a Pedro, though. But we only found out because he is the neighbor's cat, but he's decided he doesn't want to live there. Cats do that sometimes. We'll talk about that when we get back on Smart Animal Talk, All Plus Pet Talk Radio. I'm your doggy, I'm your doggy. and I love you. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. Purr Spray Pet, all-natural, non-toxic spray for all of your pet problems. Proven safe to use for their skin, eyes, and ears. Helps calm and heal wounds, hot spots, insect bites, and lots more. Will not sting and very safe to use even for your feathered friends. To find out how you can keep your pets happy and healthy, go to purspraypet.com. That's P-U-R spraypet.com, purspraypet.com. Or call us now at 386-310-3924. Hey, pet lovers. Are your cats giving you problems? Well, we have a solution for you. Contact Dr. Marcy Kosky. She is a certified feline trainer and behaviorist with more than 20 years experience. She specializes in helping cat lovers whose out-of-control cats are turning their lives and homes upside down. Go to her website, felinebehaviorsolutions.com. Her site is www.felinebehaviorsolutions.com. She will help you locally as well as long distance. Contact her now. Hey, pet lovers. Now you can simply wash your pet's filthy collars and leashes. Introducing Launder Leash, a padded, porous laundry bag designed to get rid of those nasty germs. Simply zip up your pet's collar and leash in Launder Leash and toss it in with your next load of laundry. Wow! No more soaking or spending money to replace them. This is what I want you to do. Go to launderleash.com. L-A-U-N-D-E-R-L-E-A-S-H dot com. At last, an easy way to get rid of the bacteria and germs on the dirtiest pet product we all own. Launderleash. Hey, pet lovers, listen up. No more odors. By using Odor Cleanse, that's right, Odor Cleanse in a bottle, that is, O-D-O-R-K-L-E-N-Z. Odor Cleanse completely eliminates pet odors and also odors commonly associated with pets. 
ranging from wet dog smell to that dreaded skunk spray odor. It is non-toxic and safe to use around your pets and family and comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. For more information, go to odorcleanse.com. That's O-D-O-R-K-L-E-N-Z. Odorcleanse.com. For your dogs, running beside your bike is more rewarding canine exercise than any walk. It's also more dangerous. Until now, introducing the amazingly stable Bike Toe Leash, the only safe dog biking attachment approved by the American Pet Association. The Bike Toe Leash installs in seconds on bikes, trikes, power chairs, and mobility scooters. No tools needed, and dogs learn it immediately. With a Bike Toe Leash, both dogs and rider can enjoy fun recreation anywhere, no matter what your ability level. To learn more and order your Bike Toe Leash, visit BikeToeLeash.com. That's BikeToeLeash.com. Bike Toe Leashes are made in the USA and ship worldwide. That website again is B-I-K-E-T-O-W-L-E-A-S-H.com. listening to Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio, and we are actually having a very good time off air. Almost share a little bit of it with you, not all of it. We were talking, well, first I'm talking to Dusty Rainbolt and Marcy Koski. There we go. And it's Deb Wolf. And we were just talking about Halloween. So I was describing a Halloween, someone calling in the week after, calling the show and saying, you know, I need some help with my cat. On Halloween night, we had him all dressed up in his costume, which he loves, with the dangly bits. And my daughter was wearing her costume with the dangly bits. And, oh, they looked so cute together. And the neighbor was putting off fireworks. But, you know, my cat likes that. And he was answering the door and trick-or-treating when all of a sudden he just went berserk and he attacked her. We have a canine. We have a feline aggression problem. Oh, yeah, and the dog next door was visiting. This is the kind of thing we don't want, right, ladies? (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Put the kitty in the room with his food and water and keep him quiet. Keep him away from the door. Okay, that's tip one. We're going to just take turns at this because we do this every year, and we want you to listen this year so your cats don't have to have like a, a three-week detox after Halloween <laughs> and a two-week worrying about it before so it isn't like the worst night of their life every single year, right? So, okay, so, uh, Marcy, your turn. What else should they do? Okay, so um, cats really don't like costumes. You might think your cat does, <laughs> but she doesn't. <laughs> um, so if you must dress your cat up for Halloween, I suggest a very simple costume, take a p- few pictures, and then take the costume off. That. Or even better yet, take a really cute picture of your cat sitting next to a pumpkin or something spooky and then photoshop in a costume on the picture so that you don't traumatize your kitty by dressing dressing them up with dangly bits and you know getting all tangled up in something and and generally freaked out well and i'll just qualify that with you know just because something sold as a pet costume doesn't mean it's safe to leave on your pet there's a lot of stuff Eleven eleven hundred dollars is usually what it costs to open up an animal and take something out. Yeah. So you know you just don't want to leave them with the costume on for any length of time because though if something's bugging them or trailing or teasing them, 
they will eat it right off the costume or your daughter's costume or your son's costume. Okay, Dusty, your turn. Halloween oh, safety. Halloween safety. Well, um, uh, a lot of cats will disappear during the Halloween um, uh, weekend. Oh, yeah, or they'll end up so, at my house. That's so I it. Always, I always recommend that people uh, a week before, a week, uh, even a few days after, keep their cats inside. And it's back to the, the safe room. You know, you got uh, Halloween uh, goblins coming to the door, and uh, kitties scared to death. Things are just weird. There are candles. Just keep the kitty in a room. And uh, it, it's just so much better not to have him darting out the door, getting into the street, and uh, not to mention the uh, malicious mischief. Uh, or maliciousness, I don't even want to say mischief, that, that goes on that time of year. It's uh, one of the most uh, common times of year for uh, cats and dogs to disappear. And uh, Yeah, there's some really wicked cruelty going on, especially toward black cats. So if you've got a black cat, keep it locked up now. Don't even mm -hmm. wait. Like right now, start. It doesn't get out till the middle of November. And that's, that's just right. a fact of life for black cats. Um, okay, so Marcy... Have you got anything else they can do to keep their pets safe at Halloween? Yeah. Calm, so Dust, happy. Dusty, did you mention um, making sure your your cat is tagged or chipped just in case she does get out? No, Marcy, um, you're on. <laughs> yeah, I think I mentioned that earlier off air, but you know what? Okay. Go for it. Yeah, so you're going to always want to make sure that your cat um, does have proper identification, and that can be you know, a collar with a tag or a microchip um, or even a tattoo on her ear. Um, whatever, you know, you need to do to make sure that your pet is identifiable. Um, and just, you know, to be cautious, like Dusty said, just keep your cat in a safe room because when you open up the door for trick-or-treaters, your cat can just jam out the door like nothing flat and you really don't want to be looking for your cat on Halloween. Um, so yeah, just but just in case, as a precaution, make sure they're properly identified. You know, there's safety for dogs too. People often think that dogs, because they like people or because they love to go for walks, that they should be out on Halloween. And you know, really, your dog would rather stay home. He really would. If you have to take him on Halloween and you're convinced he's the type of dog who wants to go, then you have to have a designated adult for the dog, someone who can turn around and take him home if he cuts his paw in broken glass or there's just too many firecrackers going off or something else happens. You cannot have him connected to the kids who might have other needs, like a potty break in somebody's house or uh, you know, have to, have to come home in the middle because they have issues. So really, it takes a lot to take a dog trick-or-treating, and there's a lot out there, especially traffic, that's really not cool on Halloween. Same for the cats. Just as you're opening the door, somebody honks or some weird spooky prop from next door goes, woo, 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 and your cat's gone. So you yeah. really got to worry about this. This is like random stuff. When a dog sees strangers coming and going all the time, house to house, dressed up funny, he's not feeling the same way you are about it. Even if he puts on a happy face because he likes the leash and he likes pleasing you, it doesn't really mean he, want, he wants to go out there with all that mayhem. So I think cats even more so, right? Absolutely. But I, I want to add something about the dogs. You know, a lot of people love to take their dogs out. But uh, 
when you think about what a dog is used to, you know, they're used to normal human beings, uh, people appearing in goblin costumes and all, all the bizarre things that are happening, uh, they can actually become aggressive because this is not normal. They don't look like normal people. They don't smell like normal people. And, and so, you know, just for the safety of uh, the kids that are trick-or-treating, the strangers, it's a good idea to keep them at home. And also don't let them come to the door because, again, uh, aggression is another uh, – aggression toward the little trick-or-treaters uh, could be a real problem. Well, and, and I worry about the, what they find that you don't even know they've found. When you're out mm-hmm. walking and it's dark, your dog's looking for food on the ground and mm-hmm. probably eating chocolate. Well, what's your cat doing if your cat gets out? Isn't there the, all these terrible sweeteners they can get a hold of? Well, cats don't normally... Uh, uh, candy is not a normal problem for a cat because cats uh, don't... Uh, they're not attracted to sweetness the way humans and dogs are. It's not saying that it can't happen. And, and yes, uh, uh, the sweeteners are dangerous, but uh, even more than, than that are the wrappers, because uh, if they swallow a wrapper, then we get back to the, uh, uh, the foreign object that costs $1,500 to remove. <laughs> you know, just and, and save yourself $1,500. <laughs> I'd also like to add to that is that there's a lot of house decorations around mm-hmm. Halloween time. So you want to make sure that your cat cannot nibble on electrical cords for lighting or, um, you know, the tinsel stuff that come in a lot of decorations for Halloween. So make sure that stuff is away from your pets as well. Good point. Okay, ladies, I got a question to ask you about cat behavior right here right now that has always troubled me because I like a hot bath. I like a hot bath with lavender salt and candles. And I don't, why do cats not learn to avoid candles? Why are they so interested in candles? What is it? Do you know? <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I mean, they're smart, like right? And they learn. They avoid. should learn the first time they singe their whiskers. Shouldn't they? They learn, they learn not to go near my wood stove. Why don't they learn about candles? What is that? I don't know. Dusty, do you have a reason for that? I have a theory, but uh, nothing (laughs) to support it. I mean, you know, candles, uh, the the flame wiggles and flickers, and and isn't that a little bit like a cat toy? And, you know, they're also drawn to heat sources. And, of course, um, (laughs) because they really do learn pretty quick not to go near the wood stove, and they'll run right across it when it's cold, but no, not to go near it when it's hot. Mm -hmm. They get that. They do not get the candle ever. They, all my cats, I have to shut the bathroom door. They'll be in there playing with the candle. Well, and I, I think that this is something that's really important. It's, it's time of year, Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas. Just use those artificial candles with the, the little uh, uh, battery-powered uh, uh, votives and save yourself a lot of trouble and grief. Uh, well, you know what? I've had jack-o'-lanterns ca- catch on fire from the regular candles, so I think that's a good plan for any pumpkin glow that you want, right? Because exactly. it is really easy, and you're leaving the pumpkin outside where even if your cat isn't there, somebody else's, you don't want to come home to a fire, right? And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about cats somehow not finding uh, the ability to resist playing with fire if you leave it accessible, right? 
Well, and, and you know, let's face it, uh, uh, children's costumes with their dangly things that we That's were just true. discussing, uh, you know, you don't want to put children at risk either. So just leave the fire off, use a flashlight, use one of the little flickery candles, uh, uh, artificial candles, and, you know, everybody stay safe. So, you know what I wanted to ask you both? It, I read in the news that this subway guy got arrested because there was a dog involved, a dog that was able to smell. There's only three of them in the United States, apparently. And he can smell electronics or some, something like that, some kind of, you know, he can suss out when your crime is all online and in laptops and this, that, and like that. So I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about, you know, all the dogs at the border. And how they, you see it on TV, but you also experience it, how they sniff everybody for drugs, for guns, for food, so the dog can remember at least three things. And I know from my own training, dogs to scent for food finding, like mushrooms um, and uh, truffles and some other things that people have asked me to train dogs for, so for game as well. Three things is really easy. Training a dog to scent for three things is dead easy. Now, I know, Dusty, you've told me before, cats are smarter than dogs. And cats train up smarter than dogs. And the evidence is in that they smell just as well, if not better. So my question is, why don't we have cats trained to smell things like cancer or fine truffles or anything? How come? Well, um, it's all a matter of getting uh, the cat to do something you want him to do. But he has to want to do it, too. And uh, I think it's just more consistent to have a dog do it. Uh, a pleasing talk- factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're, Attitude. They're, just, they're more reliable. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the picture you've seen of uh, Santa's sleigh with uh, 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 six cats or eight cats in front of it. You know, uh, it, the little caption always says something like, uh, you know, uh, cats are too smart to do it. You know? Just, yeah, that, okay. that's okay. I'm cool with giving it to the dogs. <laughs> I agree. And there's no, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's a. I agree with Dusty. It's a matter of motivation, and um, if you can't find something that a cat is consistently going to be motivated by, um, that makes training for smell, I think, very difficult. Um, and I think that cats can maybe be a little bit less consistent when they don't have that that motivating factor and dogs are so eager, eager to please all the time <laughs> and I, I'm well, not yeah I, you but you do pick your animal you pick your your particular yeah. breed and your particular dog that's really driven to the to enjoy the reward you're offering so I'm wondering Marcy this is the train of thought I wanted to go down I'm wondering from you what do you think like uh, when I watch my cat watch a, a place where he thinks there's a mole or a vole or some kind of rodent under the earth that's concentration, the same kind I see in a dog that thinks it's seen a squirrel go up a tree. Unbreakable. It'll go for minutes, hours. Okay, so maybe that's if the cat connects finding the scent with getting to chase a mouse, would that do it? Potentially. It just depends if that cat really wants to chase a mouse. I mean, sometimes... I, I I have five cats at home. Don't they all? Always? Or no? No, no. Like, oh. I have three cats that will be content to let a spider walk across the floor and not, you know, just kind of watch them and just be like, eh, whatever, I don't care about that. Um, and then I have another cat who sees a silly little, you know, 
spot on the wall that's not even alive, and she'll look at it for like three hours intensely. Okay, but she's she's the one, right? We need to pick her. Yes. And then (laughs) we need her to smell something, anything. Like, say we're looking for truffles. We get a tiny little sliver of truffle. We let her smell it. And then we put her in a cage with a mouse she can chase and kill. And then we do it again and again and again. Don't you think she'd find truffles if you put her on a leash? Don't you think she'd connect that? Mouse? No? Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of yeah, the... It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work when you could just bring the biscuit along or the cone. Right. It's... I get it. Okay. And those are some of the principles of training. It is... So... <laughs> it, is, it is possible, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess in theory. Because they can go places. But we're talking you know, about cats. I love the I know. They can go the places no dog can go to look for things. Yes. Well, in that case, uh, train a rat. <laughs> you know, they do, use, they do use rats to uh, uh, scent mines, to locate mines, because they're, they're light enough that they won't uh, explode under the weight of the rat. So really... Uh, we might be better off uh, doing doing the rats. You know, you know what? That's funny you mentioned that because they use cats to train the rats who to look for the mines. <laughs> and <laughs> the way the way they do that is they get cats like your cat who won't chase anything, isn't interested in hunting at all. They get a group of those, and before they ever put the rodents to work or train them at anything, they desensitize them to predators. Because if they have a high run from the prey, run from the predator drive. They're useless when they release them to go look for mines. So they have to train them to ignore the cat. And uh, that's how they do that. So there is a job for cats somewhere, although that's <laughs> a lame job for a couch potato cat. At least there's work. There's work they can get. Oh, and there's, and there's uh, cafes in Japan where cats get paid to cuddle people. What do you guys think about that? Well, they have cat cafes here, too. Um, they have uh, actually one in Portland that I've yeah. been to a couple of times, and they're great. They they adopt out shelter cats. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and a lot of other cat cafes in um, in the United States do that too. It's it's you know adoptable cats, and people can come and drink coffee with them, and pet them, and play with them. I love it. Oh, that's so good. I saw a yoga class like that online where you do yoga with cats and you can adopt them. That looked really good, too. The cats were having a good time. Yeah. Well, of course, they know how to stretch. (laughs) (laughs) They were. They were. It's really quite interesting. But, uh, yeah, stretching, preening, getting pet, you know. Instead of downward facing dog. Somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Yeah. They, They don't do downward facing dog. They do downward stretching cat. Exactly. What's, aren't there positions named after the cat? I know in martial arts there are because really as, as lazy as we think cats are, it's only because they're so efficient at everything. They can afford to sleep a lot because they're masters at everything. Hunting, precision, agility, hiding, stalking, all of it really, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Well, there is the, the cat position in yoga. One of my favorites as a matter of fact. <laughs> what is that a cat? One? The cat position? Oh, yeah. uh... I think you arch your back, don't you? Yes. Don't you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like cat and cow. Cat and cow. Like, it's sort of like um, a Halloween afraid cat, almost. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Um, yeah. No, but I think about cat's kill ratio. When you look at bears, bears is one out of eight salmon they catch. Some bears, good bears, good fisher bears. 
And then you look at uh, eagles, or pelicans rather. Pelicans, it's a, one out of 12 who dives, gets them a fish. It's pretty bad. Uh, cats are way, way better hunters than that. Well, they're about one out of 10. One out of 10? Oh, is that all? They just try hard. Mm-hmm. Is that for rodents or birds? Well, uh, I, I don't think uh, the, the paper I read didn't differentiate. But, I uh, see. One out of every ten hunts results in, in a, a meal. And cats are supposed to eat between eight and ten rodents or meals a day. So that's a lot of exercise. <laughs> that's a yeah, lot Yeah, but of- you know what? you got to think about all the things they're not counting, like all the bugs. Cats eat a lot of insects, don't they? Seems to me grasshoppers are, like, fair game around here for the cats. Or is that just a game? I had a cat that ate slugs. Oh, I almost named him Sluggo, but I couldn't do that. So. Oh, you should have. It, well, I mean, it was gross. Why do they eat grasshoppers? Are they just playing or are they eating them? I think they're eating them. They, they eat them at my house. <laughs> okay, so they're I, eating them. Yeah, I think they're into the insects, which probably isn't counted. But well, you, see, you know, there are four types of prey that they go after, and, and that's uh, one thing that uh, pet owners need or cat owners need to do is figure out what kind of prey they prefer. They, they go after uh, rodents, they go after reptiles, slithery, runny little things, birds, and insects. So if your cat doesn't like one toy, then you might try a completely different style. That's the explanation for the worm jerky. Sometimes when I'd be house-sitting and I'd be visiting the cat's home to change the litter and the food and everything, I'd find these dried-up earthworms under the edges of the carpet near the food, and I'd wonder how they got there. That's how they got there. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) The cat brought them in. That's his hunt. Ew. Okay, well... I'm afraid we have to end the show. Do you, Dusty, can you go first and give out your website for everybody? You bet. Uh, it's DustyCatWriter.com, and that's uh, W-R-I-T-E-R, all one word. And uh, I look forward to coming back again soon. Oh, I love it when you're on. Yeah, for sure. And anyone looking for a ghosty cat story oh, or yes, you've got one, check Dusty out. Okay. And Marcy, Marcy, your turn. Do you want to give out your website? Sure. My website is www.felinebehaviorsolutions.com. So head over to my site if you are having a cat behavior issue. Um, I'd be happy to help you out with that. Or call me. Send me the email. I'll have them back on the show. DebraWolfOnline.com is where you can find me. Send me anything. Or check out what I'm offering. All right, everybody. We'll be back next week from Smart Animal Talk, All Paws Pet Talk Radio. And me, Deb Wolf, be good to your animals. And anytime you're near.